Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. This event is not closed off to anyone. Yes, the name is Ola Metaverso, but we are a very diverse group of thought leaders and people that want to learn about Web3 from people that are like brand new, some of the people that are on the team to people that are really experienced. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised L.A., and I created We Are L.A. Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Hi, this is Joseph Ogin. And I'm a product manager. I built platforms used by AOL, Coca-Cola, and National Geographic. I love listening to We Are LA Tech because Esprit and her team really make it easy for us to understand the LA Tech community and really break down how companies and users can utilize this new emerging technologies to build businesses and connect with their communities. You can follow me online at josephhogin.com. That's Joseph Hogin, H-O-L-G-U-I-N.com. Today's personal spot is about the kind of how workaholic is a bad word. Okay, I've thought about this a lot. I have tried to find this thing they call balance, 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 balance. They all they tell all of us workaholics, driven founders. You need balance. You need to make sure to have balance. But what is balance really? Balance is not my drive because the thing is, it is thrilling to be excited about what you do. Um, It's just, it's the biggest gift. It's a drug. It's a fuel. So what does balance mean to, to step away from what is thrilling? No, I think I've been in situations where I feel lost and I don't know what to do with my career and it's the worst feeling ever. I much rather feel this like workaholic thrilled energy than feel that lost, confused, perplexed, like crazy making energy. And so I think what balance is to me, and I don't think even that word balance really jives for me, but I just think it's prioritizing self-love because I'm not a good leader when I'm burnt out, right? My team is like, okay, we'll wait for you. And I'm like, okay, I'll wait for me. (laughs) Like everybody needs to wait for me, including myself when I'm just run down, burnt out and a zombie. And so it's about putting into practice a self-love routine, whether that's meditation in the morning and fitness and it's getting ready for a better night or something and just like breathing throughout the day, just things to know that I'm a fueled, energized person and I'm not running myself ragged. So I think the word balance for us driven people doesn't mean we have to stop being a workaholic. It just means are we fueling ourselves to maintain our energy? Even 
on my team call today, we were talking about podcast episodes and I quickly said, okay, I'll do 10 right away. He's like, calm down with that. You don't need to do 10. One is fine. You have a lot going on this month. Just do one each week. And I think it's it, it was a great reminder to have perspective, to not try to conquer the world in the next five minutes, but just be consistent, be slow, be intentional and be productive. Anyway, enjoy the next episode. We are LA Tech Podcast, celebrating LA Tech companies and talent. So excited for our next guest coming at us from Santa Clarita. Welcome, Ozzy and Tamron. Hello. Hello, hello. Thank you, Esper. Thank you. Yeah, so happy to be here. I'm so excited to have you. You both are creating this awesome event. First, let's get into telling us a little bit about who you are and what you do for each of you. And then let's go dive right into the event. Or maybe we'll start with the event. I'm not even sure. Let's, I think let's like, let's give context to who you are and what you do. And then we'll dive into the event. Sure. Um, I'll get started first. My name is Ozzy. As I mentioned, I uh, worked at UCLA for the last uh, nine years. I worked uh, half of those years at the business school at Anderson Business School. And the other half, I worked at um, the engineering school. But last year I left um, to pursue new opportunities and really um, explore this web, uh, this new Web3 space. And, and that's a, a, a short intro about me. Yeah. And, and for me, uh, I'm 23 years old. I went to school for finance and real estate, wasn't really having it. So I decided to pivot to the startup life, which is when I learned a lot about the We Are LA Tech sort of scene. And that is uh, what brought me into uh, this whole Web3 space, as well as uh, different Twitter spaces. That's what got me into this seat today. And let's talk about your event coming up. So exciting. Tell us where will it be? What is it? What inspired it? Um, so the event was actually inspired, um, as you may know, as a Twitter spaces started last year, right? Right after the whole Clubhouse uh, jump, then Twitter adopted that similar functionality. So what uh, that allowed actually is a lot of um, communities to be built. Um, as you were building the LA Tech community, um, I started emerging myself, as I mentioned, in the Web3 space. And me, as, a, as, a, as a, I was born in Mexico and as a Latino, I started connecting with the other Latinos here in L.A. As you know, um, L.A. is almost uh, 50% population is Latino. So these communities started building around Twitter spaces and around Web3, the NFTs, blockchain, DeFi, um, staking, DAOs. Um, and, and it's impacting Latin America, I think, a little bit faster because, as you know, some of those economies aren't as stable as the United States or other um, more stable economies. So um, these communities start growing and are growing really fast on Twitter. Um, and that's what would inspire me to create um, this event is to bring those communities together in real life. So that's what inspired the event. And that's, that's how we came up with Hola Metaverso. And while we're listening to the episode, can you share with us where people can RSVP for the event and when it's happening? Sure. Um, all our news, as, as some of you know, a lot of our community um, is on Twitter. So we have a Twitter account and you can... Follow us at H O L A. That's Hola Metaverso M E T A V E R S O, and you can follow all the news items there. We also have um, our website, which is Hola Metaverso.io, and that's where you can actually purchase tickets, um, find information about the speakers, uh, give you an idea about the the day is going to go, um, and that sort of information. As we all know, we just had NFT LA. How is Hola Metaverso different than NFT LA? 
It's funny. It's, it makes it sound like I don't speak Spanish, which I do. <laughs> I said it like such a good <laughs> now. But anyway. Yeah, you have, you have to switch. Go back or go your other side, right? Um, you know, the biggest difference, honestly, I would say is um, LA is 50% Latino, right? Uh, um, and I think, uh, you know, NFTLA is a big conference, a great conference, but um, I think for us, our focus is 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 really focusing in on that community around LA, right? If you if you go anywhere in LA, there's a lot of us, right? Um, so when I saw you know NFTLA, which is full of panelists, right? Um, I still think there's room for more of the community to be involved, right? So I think that's the biggest difference. So we're, you know, in our, our community, we do have, you know, uh, board eight owners, right? We do have, you know, millionaires. We do have real estate investors. Everything that that is, you know, um, sought after in, the, in these panelists, we have those, um, those Latinos. So this is just another stage for us to highlight our community, right? And again, that community that started on, on Twitter and, um, you know, again, trying to get the community on board here around the, the LA area. NFT is such a, a new world. The metaverse is a new world. It's like it's everywhere and it's also nowhere. And what I mean by that is so many people aren't a part of it yet. So as big as the voice for the net metaverse and for NFT is, there's a small fraction of people actually involved in the NFT and metaverse world. Why is this world something that we should really take seriously and how will hola metaverse so i can't even say it my spanish is awful <laughs> you just today. say metaverse and add an o at the end metaverse, hola, metaverse so. oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> um how will this help us as you know being an la startup trying to figure out how involved we want to be in the metaverse how will this help us well, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm looking back at the communities that we've kind of built on Twitter, right? And, you know, how is the blockchain helping our community? Um, we've, you know, we on, on a daily basis, we interact in spaces with people from all over Latin America that um, it's impacting their lives quite tremendously, um, especially like. One example in Venezuela, Argentina, where the economies aren't, aren't, again, doing so great, they're able to now play to earn, right, and earn minimal amount of money. But that money compared to their economies is very significant for them. So for them, it has opened a whole new world to sustain themselves, right? So I think I, I really compare it a lot to how when the Internet um, first started, right, a lot of people in all the different communities were left be a little bit behind on that technology. Um, so now, uh, you know, we want to get there early, right? There's a small percentage of us that, that are aware of this, this potential, aware of this technology, aware of the impact of, these, of its use cases, and it's our duty to get as many people in our community involved, right? 100%. And Tamron, why are you so passionate about this event? Yeah, I think that Ozzy kind of covered it right there with all the people that were left behind in previous different types of financial institution, financial instruments, and now we're seeing kind of the changing of well, the passing of the torch to another sort of financial opportunity and to make sure that Latinos, Latinas, as well as other folks are kind of being at the forefront of this opportunity is what brought me into why I think this is such an amazing event and why I'm looking forward to holding this in L.A. where, this, like Ozzy said, the population is 50 percent Latino, Latina. Do you feel that the community uh, related to the metaverse, and maybe this is a little controversial, but it's not intended to be so, the metaverse and NFT has been a little bit exclusionary, and so you're looking to create something that is more inclusive of everyone to come in and to learn? Is is that part of the motive? Yes, it's it's a hundred percent right, and you know, not we're not only um, focusing on Latinos. We really are welcoming everyone. A, a big part of our event is that. Uh, 50, 
percent of the panelists are going to be women, you know, and we've always had that in mind because I think once you've been, you know, you're not included in some of these events, you're not included in some of these VCs, you know, we've heard news about, you know, the, the small percentage of VC money that goes to African-Americans, a small percentage of money that goes to Latinos. It's, it's now a chance to kind of create our own platforms, right? I'll talk to you now about why it's so important to me, right? Um, and it goes back to, you know, I was born in Mexico, right? And I was brought here as a kid, as an immigrant. And I know there's a lot of people who have a similar story, right? Um, and, you know, I brought here as a child being at an immigration camp, right, as a, as a kid and, and going through some misfortunes as, as a child, as a teenager here in L.A., I've had a you know pretty rough upbringing, and because of those those uh, events in my life, now since then I've had the urge to help others. Right, um, I, I had the urge to help uh, in, in different ways as possible. And since I was a young kid, as a teenager, I started having events. Right, I started producing events, and what events fa- um, are for me, what I found out now, what I, you know, as as an older adult, is it's really bringing community together. Right, and and finding those people that. You know, there's a lot of people in tech that are not, you know, a, a little bit like me, that we're not always talking. We're not, we don't necessarily know how to tell our story, right? Um, or you might be a different skin color, right? Or you not, might not fit that VC paper, whatever it is. So it's for all those people, right, that at one point um, felt not included, right? Not included in the colleges, not included in, in, in different ways, um, it's for all those people, I think, to come together at one location. And I think um, that continued with me. You know, I produced uh, events. I helped um, my friend Subash with Datacon LA. Um, and that is about bringing the community together. My friend Subash is also is his, you know, he's, he's a good friend. He has his heart in his right place. And he, he has that same mentality is about bringing people together, making people are inclusive, you know, and helping the community. Right. Um, so. When I see this new technology, you know, I like to say that the internet saved my life. I, you know, I became a, a web developer. I became a media director at UCLA. That to me saved my life because you know uh, I could have gone in a whole other direction at the time, right? Um, so now I see blockchain, Web three, NFTs, how it's impacting um, different communities that need our help. And I'm saying, okay, how can I amplify this, right? How can I make more people aware of these opportunities? How can I let their kids know that this is happening, even if you know, their uncles are talking about it, their cousins are talking about it, they need to get on board and start learning about this because you know, it's my belief that this is a big part of the future, a big part of our financial future, a big part of our education future. So um, it's about amplifying this message and helping as many people as we can. So this conference is gathering all these leaders and these different communities from New York to L.A. to the Dominican Republic to Mexico City, um, bringing them all, all, all together and say, how can we continue building? How can we continue helping people using these technologies, using these you know, um, NFTs, these DAOs that um, are offering people new ways of, of, of living, new ways of, of making a life? Um, how can we help more people together? And I think that's um, the base of, of why um, I'm doing this. Cameron, what makes this event something that you're incredibly passionate about? Yeah. So, I mean, Ozzy's touched on it. The way that this entire group got together was uh, through Twitter spaces and building that community there. Um, and that's been one of our best uh, ways to market this event. And you'll bring some of our speakers on and we'll get together like we've known each other forever. And it's kind of weird just because like most of us, like metaverse friends, like might be in the same area, but none of us have met face to face. It gets talked about over and over and over again, how this is a family event. Like one of our speakers, his name's Luis. Like he 
uh, talks left and right about how this is a family, how we're all doing this together, how we're building this for all of our people, all of uh, our families, for the people that are younger than us. He always brings up his daughter. Like it's people like Luis that makes this event that much more fun and make it just like truly feel like a family, which makes it like where we're at now, two months past like planning stage and everything. It just feels great to know that this actually is a real family event. Now, I know what you're talking about because of my exposure to Clubhouse and and I've been educated how powerful crypto and and this whole new world is to essentially, I don't know if what the right word is, but the word I'll use is like equalize uh, financial opportunity or remove barriers from financial opportunity. You know, not everybody has had the blessing to become a little bit more educated. Can you share with everybody like what the crypto and NFT and metaverse world mean to the Latino community? Yeah, I think that what it means, I'm still very new, like I'm very new to the industry. But I think that what it is, is uh, amazing way for us to like showcase our projects. And I know that one thing that Ozzy mentioned already was a, an instrument called DAOs, where that's a decentralized autonomous organization. Um, and what that could really do for our community, helping us rebuild our blocks, helping us do different things like that, or even like Ozzy mentioned, uh, sending money back to other countries and that sort of thing. Like it's just a never ending like flywheel of amazing things that can be done in a more seamless and transparent way because everything lives on the blockchain. So we can actually see like what's going on in our neighborhood, which also like on the education side and uh, what NFTs can do is that we can really showcase and monetize what our community does. Like we know, especially in LA, that LA is the like the birthplace of almost everything culturally. Like you think of people like Mr. Cartoon in the LA hand sign. If that was an NFT back in the 90s, well, that was Esteban, but like if that was an NFT back in the 90s, the amount of money he would have made off that is crazy. So like we're opening up opportunities to all these different communities and like culture and art builders that we have in this community. And what do you mean if that was an NFT in the 90s? Can NFT is still such an ambiguous thing to so many people. So when you say it, what does that mean to you? Yeah, I think, well, for example, for that specific example, if it was a one of one, so something that's verifiable on the blockchain that that is owned and being able to like have royalties. So if that uh, one picture was sold over and over again, uh, that person that created it would have the ability to receive royalties and kickbacks forever, uh, depending on how that smart contract was written, um, which is an amazing thing for uh, creators to be able to see um, from artists to music uh, to video games to a bunch of other different asset classes. Can you walk us through how um, either you or Ozzy, how you could receive as an artist kickbacks like in longevity? I think that's one of the biggest benefits about this whole NFT metaverse crypto world. But I think it's something that's really not understood yet by the masses. Can one of you walk us through that? What I see, and just this is an example, right? Um, it's it's you're creating brands right um and then that brand gives you an um gives you an ability through an nft through some type of digital certificate that you own a piece of that brand right for example for your for your podcast right you can um give someone an nft that gives that that nft gives them the right to produce a similar uh, podcast in another city perhaps right same type of branding but you know and then then that's kind of like a, 
a way for you to do that. So and you could also set up a contract which says, well, for if you sell merch, as an example, um, then um, I'll get 10% off all the merch you, 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 you sell, right? And that is traceable and that's trackable through this um, digital certificate, through this NFT. So that's just one example, right? How you can almost in a way license your podcast, right? to another city and then set rules as you would in a regular contract and say, you know, I'll let you use my brand, but for everything you sell, I would like, you know, 10% of this or, you know, 50%, whatever, you know, the brand decides to negotiate. Um, with NFTs, it's a digital certificate that allows you to track um, to track that, right? Um, so that's one example of how artists, um, whether you're producing a um, podcast or producing an album, or producing, you know, a merchandise, you can set those rules to that digital certificate. And then another part of it is that if you buy that certificate for, you know, from uh, from a brand, that NFT, and that podcast grows tremendously, then the value of that certificate grows with it, right? So now the NFT that you bought for, you know, $100 may now be worth, you know, $200 or it can easily go the other way around just like in any business, right? The brand may have not such a good team and then it you know, it's not valued as much. So that's why um, you know, the biggest thing is of course to do your own research just like you would research and any other investment um and then also why, you know, why are you buying this piece of art? Some People might um, buy a piece of art just because they love the art themselves. They're not thinking of reselling it. They're not thinking of doing anything else but owning that piece of art. So I hope that answers your question a bit. Totally. So a couple quick fire questions as we wrap up. Um, what restaurant do you recommend we go to in L.A.? I recommend Gelaguetza, which is which is a, a restaurant on Olympic, and they're a of course a Mexican food restaurant, uh, but from a, a southern part region of Mexico. And ha- what is it called again? Gelaguetza, G U E L A, G U E T Z A. I can also um, Twitter Twitter to you. What should we What should we order? Um, well, they have what we call moles, and um, and that is. Um, is, is uh, our curries. And those curries are made with seeds, with chocolate, with a whole lot of flavor. So if you like curries, they have different types of curries, but they don't. They also have other traditional uh, Mexican dishes, not um, a little bit different from what, what most people are used to, I would say. Um, so everything's pretty fresh. I would also recommend the horchata, which is rice water, but they add their own oh, flavor I love at the top. They add a little bit of fruit with um, this this like pink kind of uh, flavor. I forgot exactly what that pink flavor is, but it's really natural. And it's really fresh, and I'm sure you'll enjoy it. And they also have veggie options. Yummy, yummy. And and Tamron, what restaurant do you recommend? I hate that he said that because this is going to sound terrible. I was going to recommend the same thing. We <laughs> same went, one? No, yeah. that counts. That counts. We went there when we were checking out the spot for the event, and uh, if you go with a if you go with a large group, I would say about ten. We did it with five. I would order the whole platter. You get chorizo, uh, steak, Nepal, uh, special tortillas that they have. Um, and then I got the horchata, and it was. I'm just gonna personally put every single dollar I have in saying it's the best horchata you'll ever have in your life. That's amazing. And activity or hike that the both of you recommend. Like if somebody's coming to LA, what should they a hundred percent do? Well, if you're coming to LA, I would start with the Griffith Park um, area, the the trails in Griffith Park. That gives you a good view of the city. It's it's short. It's you know 
um, it's a cool area to, 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 to hike on. As someone who is a Gen Z, uh, I remember the old Nickelodeon days of Zoe 101. So I would say everyone go check out Pepperdine campus because that is where the show was shot. I'm pretty sure. And it is absolutely cool to see the view from Pepperdine. If you can, if they let you on. That's true too. That's a good, that's a good call out. And who is an LA tech person or company you've come across lately? Who's really impressed you? For me, it's uh, Suma Wealth, um, and they uh, she uh, was the CEO of Me Too uh, Network, and that sold to Disney. So, and then now she started her own um, her, another company. So, that is someone I'm keeping an eye out on. Um, and NFT wise, um, there's NFT projects, and so I'll just mention one of those is um, it's called Primo Bots, which is um, uh, an LA um, another LA person. It's his name is Ish Verdusco. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I believe in his brand. I believe in him. He used to work at LinkedIn. He used to work at Snapchat. So he started his own uh, brand. But those two companies, I would say, are on top of my list. How about you, Tamron? Free. I know that uh, you know him well. Uh, I'm going to say Rob Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> he's so kind. I, yeah, there's I'll not a better community builder uh, that I know personally. There's not a bigger cheerleader Agreed. I know for everybody. If you don't know him, you need to. And the guy is just, I mean, for a guy that's not from L.A., like he brings everything about him being L.A. now and like he just loves the city, wants to see it grow and wants to help everyone that's in there. Yeah. And Rob's Twitter handle is I am Rob Ryan, such an amazing community builder and also the co-moderator of the Twitter We Are LA Tech community group, which is really cool. Um, And speaking of, how do we connect with you? Um, you can follow me on Twitter. Um, my handle is Ozzy5, O-S as in Zam, Z as in Zebra, I-E-5, uh, Ozzy5 on Twitter. And I think that's the best bet. Yep. Uh, same way. I'm huge on Twitter. Love Twitter spaces. But my handle is uh, Tamron, just like my first name, but there's a three where the E is. So it's T-A-M-3-R-O-N. And what's one thing as a community, we have so many people around the world listening. What's one thing that we could do to support and celebrate you and, and accelerate you forward? I think, it's, you know, it's really about visibility and, you know, uh, giving this community you know, light, right? Making it visible. Um, so any type of promotion, and, and you know, I thank you for this podcast again, anything of, of visibility that you can give this community, I think that's the biggest uh, way uh, we can ask for help. Amazing. Tamron, how about you? Any any ask you have to support and elevate you? Yeah, I just want to start and reiterate quick what Ozzy just said of this event is not closed off to anyone. Yes, the name is Ola Metaverso, but we are a very diverse group of thought leaders and people that want to learn about Web3 from people that are like brand new, like some of the people that are on the team to people that are really experienced and know a ton, like my man Ozzy here that has done a lot for me in the Web3 world. But my ask is to join the family. Like I said, our Twitter spaces, our event, like it's really just one big family uh, trying to help each other, help each other grow, help the city, because this event is for the people, for our people, trying to showcase our builders and grow as a whole. And do you have a schedule of the Twitter spaces that you do? We try to have one a week. Um, they're usually on Tuesday and Wednesday. But if you follow our Twitter account at Hola Metaverso, that's where we usually post um, our our schedule and usually we give a heads up about a day or two ahead. Um, that's how kind of fast things move. And it really is trying to get five or 10 people together, you know, with the next week they're in Washington, DC, again, in different parts of the world. We're kind of just uh, sometimes getting enough uh, of us together and we say, let's, let's start it. 
we just got featured in Dot LA. Uh, I did an interview a few weeks back with uh, one of the editors over there, and it was an amazing experience to be able to share the story of how Ola Metaverso got started and uh, from inception to where we are now, including uh, some of the speakers that we have. Um, again, highlighting how inclusive an event this was. Uh, this article did come out today on April 8th. So uh, it's really exciting to see uh, how that LA was able to bring in and give me the platform to talk about a diverse event that is focused on Web3 with LA uh, being one of the major cities in Web3, as we've seen with uh, NFT LA and all these other sorts of events that are taking place. Um, so yeah, I'm so happy that .LA was able to give me the platform, um, as well as uh, just being able to talk about the event with anyone. It's, it gives me a lot of excitement every time I get the chance to speak to people about the event. That's very exciting. I'm super stoked for you. I think this is going to be an amazingly connective, like heart-driven event. I think that our, not just Los Angeles, but as a world community, we need to lead more with heart. And I love that about the both of you, that I could just sense that everything about this event is about being heart-driven. And uh, that's what I really align with. Thank you so much for hanging out with the We Are LA Tech podcast. To connect and collaborate with more extraordinary people in the Los Angeles tech space, remember to go to We Are LA Tech on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Remember to connect at wearelatech.com slash community. That's wearelatech.com slash community. I will see you, talk to you, all the things in the next episode. Bye. Thank you, Esprit, for your help. And thank you for having us on your platform. And um, again, it's it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Esprit, for having me. Thank you, the city, for supporting the event. And again, just come join the family. Hi, my name is Ozzy Tarula. I am the producer for Hola Metaverso, a Web3 event taking place in Los Angeles. And you're listening to We Are LA Tech. Hi, I'm Tamron McGurn-Leal with Hola Metaverso, a Web3 event taking place in Los Angeles, and I am based in Whittier, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.